three, two, one. <laughs> Android Podcast is back. It's episode 27. Barry, we're back from New York. We're back from New York. Best trip ever. Okay. It just was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, this is this is probably going to be the best podcast we've ever done. And if not, like, forever will do. Until we go back. Until next week's episode. But, yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. We have a very exciting episode today because if you haven't seen the carnage on Instagram, you missed some serious... Carnage. Serious, (laughs) serious carnage. So, on today's episode, we're going to just go through our trip to New York, uh, all the fighting news, especially us working at Bellator Obama this weekend as well. And also... The Irish football team are playing this weekend, and the Irish rugby team are playing this weekend. So, and the men's lacrosse team. No way, no. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know if that's. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Have one. No, 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 mate. Go, keep going. Okay, sorry. okay, okay, okay. Terrible joke. Terrible joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So before we set off on Friday, we actually went to see Conor McGregor's film in the cinema, obviously. And I think it's just called Notorious, isn't it? Yeah, it's called Notorious. It's it's actually absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it was actually so good. There's a lot of unseen footage. And me and Barry have basically seen like everything McGregor's ever put out. So I yeah. think we were a bit like hesitant that are we just gonna pay money to go see some film that we've already seen? But no, there was a lot of unseen stuff, wasn't there? Yeah. A lot of like early day stuff that like like makes the story so amazing from rags to riches. Yeah, and it's sort of cool because uh, you can't really do a spoiler alert because like people know what happened. You just see different insights yeah. to the fight. It's like, what? What? it's like, what, he fought Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> and what was the outcome? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, what were your takeaways from the film, Barry? Um, I just, I loved the way at the very beginning where he was training with Cole Pendred and Cole Pendred couldn't even afford, like, headgear and he was, like, uh, a European champion yeah. in Cage Warriors. So that was, that was just, like, so surreal because, like, nowadays, he, like, even Pe- Cole Pendred's in movies himself and, like, Conor McGregor now has his own movie. Yeah, no, for me... The biggest takeaways were um, the the earlier days footage and like that was like McGregor everyone fell in love with sort of thing yeah. and then things that I thought maybe could have been better in the films that they would have actually finished off in New York when he won the belt yeah. the second belt that was sort of just like highlighted at the end Yeah, it finished after like Diaz 2 didn't it yeah that was basically yeah uh, and then there was something else that I thought that I can't think of now but yeah no they were sort of the biggest takeaway yeah, but it was an unbelievably good film and like it sort of Gives you a bit of hunger when you watch it, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it did. Yeah, yeah. It did. It was actually like the perfect thing to Did you like, do before we went to New York. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we'll sort of probably go through slightly the way the story goes on Instagram. So we basically we got to Dublin Airport, um, got everything sorted, and then we we're like, we had the Irish flag, yeah. and we we're like, right, let, we have to get a photograph saying we're going now. So we actually got in the photo. Fo- we got these. There was American girls. We were like, do you want to take a photograph of us? And then like. They got into the photograph as well, and like people that worked for uh, Erlingus got in the photograph yeah. as well. Uh, we put that up, and that was just like the perfect start. Yeah, we were we were like on the way. Yeah, and then we got on the plane. Our seats were together, and um, we sort of didn't really fall asleep on the plane. We didn't, not really. Like, not really. No. No, we sort of. I kept on watching like half films, but whatever. Then we <laughs> arri- we arrived in New York, and we got a train to. We got a train then a subway. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Arrived the hotel, checked in the hotel. We stayed in Hotel Pennsylvania. Wouldn't actually really recommend it. It was a bit of a kip, but no. like it, we weren't ever going to use the hotel room, so it's fine. Yeah. Someone someone said it, it reminded them of The Shining. So uh, yeah. 
like if you, the if doors you, are bulletproofed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like if you but the best thing about it was it was right across the road from Madison Square Garden, mm. which was the plan. Cause like as much as this was like Yeah, Friday, Saturday was gonna be all Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Like as much as this trip was like like for UC two seventeen, we also wanted to like like live what we're living, as in like uh be immersed in like the world of MMA and like meet people that were like love the what we love. So yeah. yeah, and also we wanted to make amazing content as well. But so, like little do we know what was going to happen. So we arrived there, dropped the bags off the hotel, we were like, right, we need to find an off license and somewhere to grab a quick bit of food. Yeah. So first thing we do, we put the bags across, Barry's like, Oh, come on, we'll go have a look at Madison Square Garden. The Knicks were playing, went over, yeah. we asked him how much tickets were, yeah. they were like really expensive. We we're like, Yeah, look. Yeah, because we were we were late for the the way ins, like just Yeah, we missed the way ins, yeah, obviously. We, missed the yeah. uh, we we didn't realise there was a Knicks game on and then there was a Knicks game on, so the way ins had to go on earlier because obviously they were using Madison yeah. Square Garden. So then, next thing you know, uh, like I'm absolutely starving at this stage. Yeah. I'm dying for a yeah. drink, and like I'm just <laughs> walking around, head in the clouds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah head in the clouds. And Barry's yeah. like, "There's Ariel Hawani." Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. "No way!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They've, de- they've definitely seen that video on the story as well. Yeah. Like, you're just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute crazy. Carry on. He's there at Mark Ray Monday. Uh, Esterlin and they're all just there and like they're doing pre- the MMA fighting preview and yeah. I was like no way so we stood there got a picture of him talking for a few minutes you yeah. actually tell how tired he was yeah. wouldn't you yeah, yeah. you can tell it's been a long day from a uh, really nice guy great way to start off trip uh, there's this place in New York called Jack Doyle's and yes. they actually messaged us before we got there yeah. and they really wanted us to come to the pub so we were like right we're going to go to Jack Doyle's and Google mapped it and it wasn't far away yeah. and then there was well, like, basically this pub was the one pub in the whole of New York that follows us on Instagram and they're like, you have to come and we were like, okay, cool. We may, like, if you're invited somewhere, you may as well go say hi. They're, they're actually not the only pub that follows us over there. Because remember, remember Harbour was like, my owner's pub follows you as well. Oh, okay. Well, okay. But they didn't message us, but yeah. they're the only one who messages us, but yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, so we went, to, we went back to the room, we just got sort of set up, had a couple of drinks and then uh, there was actually a few girls that have been following us from Ohio for like, oh, well over a year, let's say. Yeah. It? And uh, they were like, oh, we want to meet you. So we were like, right, we'll meet, meet you. Jack Doyle's. We'll meet you at Jack Doyle's. They're getting a serious plug here. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like, we're at Jack Doyle's talking to the guy who was looking after us. Uh, yeah, Mr. McCory, uh, our, our mate John. Yeah. He was an absolute legend. Yeah. And then uh, the girls arrived and it was so weird because, like, myself and Ross, we do this, like, off our own back and we just do it for mm. fun. And then it's just, it's brilliant the way people really enjoy it. But, like, the way people actually wanted to meet us being over there was actually yeah. it was such a weird surreal thing because like like uh like one of the girls called amanda she was like uh louis uh deborah's favorite is ross and you're my favorite and i like i, I swear to god i actually got like a bit emotional it could have been a couple of bit of drink but like <laughs> i was just like i was like i can't believe we're doing this and like people actually like care about it enough to even like have a favorite or not have a favorite yeah, or, like, yeah. and it was their first ufc event as well yeah which i, I, yeah. I couldn't believe that so like it was it was like great for them. They were having yeah. a massive big experience, and yeah, that was sort of. I think we just sort of went home there, didn't we? Yeah, after a while, like obviously, like from the long flight, and we were like, yeah. right, we're up early tomorrow. So that's sort. That was Friday. So that sort of leads us into Saturday morning. We just like basically woke up, and then we were like, yeah, right. we woke up a bit late because we were we were knackered after the yeah. flight and stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> I barely even remember going back to the hotel. Like near the oil affairs we're both locked yeah yeah like no they sort us out with so much free drink as well yeah. cause like they were like the Irish guys the Irish guys and we were like alright yeah, yeah, yeah I think it, was... it helped the way the three girls they were, they were like are they your fans and it was like well like they were more like friends yeah yeah they're like 
they follow her Instagram and like they're supportive. Yeah. But, like I don't like calling anyone a fan because like I feel like That's I don't right. I feel like I don't like do something like I don't like knock people out for a living so yeah, people yeah. aren't like And you're not funny you're not funny yeah, yeah, like, you're, you're the funny one. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just the way it was. But uh, then Saturday we woke up and like yeah. our attention was like, right, we're going to go to Crown Plaza Hotel. But little did we know was directly across the road from our hotel, yeah. a place known as the Plaza, yeah. where now, the UFC Fan Expo was on. Yeah, now this was the best day ever. So, yeah, yeah, this was like the most outrageous day ever, Saturday. Yeah, the, the, only, the only way like something could get better for us if like we were invited into the Champions League dressing room after United won the Champions yeah. League. Like that's, that's probably the only thing yeah. that could have been better than this. Yeah. It was the most insane thing of all time. So we arrived across at the Fan Expo thing. There was like, they were handing free monsters. Um, me and Barry got yeah. some monsters and we were like, right, here's the monsters. Yeah. By the way, monsters are way better over in America as well. Yeah, we got some like Mango Loco one. It was yeah. the nicest one I've ever had yeah. in my entire life. Yes. So if Monster listen, send us some more of those mango locos. Yeah. Uh, um, first thing we did was sort of queued up to meet uh, Whitaker. Yeah, right, Robert Whitaker. And then we both sort of agreed that like we actually did that for about twenty minutes and I was like Well it was more so you were like Barry, you were like, Oh, I don't really want to queue much longer. Yeah, I was absolutely hanging and like going in a really yeah. long queue. Uh, it was just oh, I was just like, Oh here no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, oh, it's called Wave the Tyrone Woody, I was like, There you are there, bud uh, and like yeah. he was like waving back at me, I was like, This is mad, this is ludicrous here. Yeah. So we were like, We'll do like a walk down of the yeah, platform the walked full, the whole the full strip yeah we walked down the strip for the expo yeah. and sort of like saw people it was like there's Roy Faber uh, there's Nganu there's Daniel Cormier we're just walking by everyone seeing everyone so then we got to the end and there was some Metro PCS purple area that's what I'm going to call yeah. it and this girl was on stage and I think her name was Lauren Snowflake or Laura Snowflake. Yeah, she was a former... I didn't know yeah. she was a former fighter. Near did I. Yeah. Uh, I think she fought in Invicta. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was actually... I can't remember. I think it was like Cindy Calvello was on stage at one stage and they said they fought on the same card. I was like, no way. She was, she was Oh, no, 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 no. Gorgeous. It was Paige Van Zandt on the same card as her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's absolutely gorgeous. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's why like, I was yeah. like... But like Paige Van Zandt's like yeah. unreal as well. So yeah, it, that's true. That, what's that like discrimination because they're good yeah, looking yeah, yeah well like you just like, don't you, expect someone to be good looking yeah. together and kick the head off something but yeah, then again yeah, like yeah. look your man pa- Paolo Costa as well handsome bastard yeah. but um, anyway so yeah. we, we, were, we were walking along and it was like he wants to win something and I was like yeah Ross was like the one person that puts his hand in the air yeah, and, yeah. and then they're like he was like me me yeah, and your yeah. mum was just like Right, I'll pick the I'll pick that guy. Yeah, yeah. It probably helps that I have the blonde hair that I yeah, stick yeah. out a bit more, and I'm like, I was just like, oh, I want to win. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, well, you may as well say what question you're asked. Yeah. So they turned to me and goes, okay, here are the last four UFC heavyweight champions, and I was like, that's easy. I was like, Steve Miocic, uh, Fabricio Verdum, Cain Velasquez, and Junior De Santos, and they were like, correct. Come yeah. on up on stage. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. Oh, this is gas. And there's at least like three, if not four hundred people like standing watching what he's doing. Yeah, so I run around and like go up on stage and like pass by like Demetrius Johnson and a few other people at the time. I was like, this is crazy, carry on, right? Yeah. They bring me up on stage and go, Congratulations, you have won a signed glove by UFC superstar Sage Northcott. And I was a bit like <laughs> You actually just lose a record in the UFC, but whatever. Like, I was like, I was like, this is gas. I was like, thanks very much. And yeah. they were like and then they were like, what's your name? I was like, Ross. And they were like, what to do? Well, I do the Energized podcast with Ross. And then I was like, there's Barry. And he's yeah. over there. And, he, and then Ross whips the flag out as well. Already wearing the Energized yeah. t-shirt. I was wearing the Energized t-shirt. Made sure to wear it. And then I got the Energized flag out. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then they go to me, Ross, if you come back to us in about half an hour, you'll be ready for the next round. And I go, come back. I go, I'm not leaving. Oh, and then she, you go, I'm yeah. not fucking leaving. Yeah, when I said that afterwards, I go, I'm not leaving. She goes, what do you mean? I go, 
I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. And then the crowd was going nuts, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and I was like, this is brilliant. And your one actually started broken her and laughing at me, and I was like. I'm gonna win this whole competition, and then, yeah. and then they were like, uh, uh, <laughs> at first I was like, can we bring Barry backstage? And they were like, no. And then I was like, Barry, just come backstage. And then yeah. they, they, yeah, they, 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 before we go, like I, I was standing there in the crowd, absolutely hanging, right? Yeah. And yeah, I was like, I can't believe this is actually going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with the flag and everything, it was at, oh, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. I was like, oh my god. So they they sort of played the next <laughs> round to get like a few more people upstage, and like yeah. I'm standing here backstage, like. Full on having the chats with Joseph Benavides. Yeah. Uh, Barry came back to that. And we probably talked to him for about an hour. Yeah. Like, I wasn't even, well, you asked him the question, I wasn't aware either that like he left Team Alpha now, he lives in Las Vegas full time now. Now I knew, I just knew he was injured and I just assumed that like he wasn't training as much. Yeah. Um, yeah, you said he was out injured for a while as well. Yeah. yeah, and he gave us like the full lowdown on TJ Cody that like that he was like, he hated all the bickering and that he's actually like better mates to TJ Dillashaw and all that. And yeah. it was actually quite like an interesting insight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was the most surreal thing. It was mm. just like we're standing with these people we watch all the time talk about, like, and we were just like around them, and they were, we were like in a circle with them talking away. Yeah, and, was, and Ross was there with the glove on as well. And yeah, I was wearing Sage's glove, and I was yeah. like, "This is brilliant." So basically, what happened is they had like, oh no, eight winners then. Yeah. Uh, I, obviously, I was one of them, and then they went up and did semi finals. So me and three other lads got up on stage. One of them was from Kilkenny as well, which was actually a bit gas. Yeah. Um, and his friend wasn't laid back but like I was it was weird yeah it was a bit strange so they got us back up on stage and they were like next round and I was like the champ is here right yeah. and then they, I was called I was just like this is brilliant and then Barry, Barry goes to me I know we're going to win I just know we are and I was like oh crap then I got a bit nervous because I was like oh crap now Barry's expecting me to win as well I was like I don't care if anyone else is expecting me to win but now Barry's expecting me to win. I was like now like we're both relying on me yeah. so I was like take a breath take a breath yeah. just, just get it right so, so they turned to me and they go they asked us all at the same time. Go, whoever puts up their hand first gets onto the question. I was like, all right, I'm just going to put my hand up. I'm just going to assume I know the answer. Right? <laughs> so they were like, who are the four oldest champions in UFC history, right? And I'm sitting there going, I always know like two or three those answers straight off my head. So I put my hand up and I was like, Michael Bisping, Fabrizio Verdum, Daniel Cormier. And then I said, Anderson Silva. And they were like, no. And I was like, I actually like deflated. And she was like, no, you're not out yet. I was like, if the others don't get it, you get to go again. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. So they, they, they sort of like kept a name the people I was naming. One of them goes, Michael Bisping, Daniel Cormier, Fabrizio Verdun, and Michael Bisping. And I was like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? And so yeah, yeah. it eventually came back down to me. And I was like, I know it this time. Because one of the fighters, one of the other people said the names that I didn't get. And yeah. I was like, now I know it. Yeah. And that's all it was going to take for me. So I was like, I said it first. I was like, Randy Couture, yeah. Fabrizio Verdun, Michael Bisping, and Daniel Cormier. And I was like, Yes! And they were like, you're in the final. I was like, yeah. no way. Yeah. And then in the middle of this, like, Daniel Cormier's walking by us. Uh, Robbie Lauder's walking Robbie by Lauder, us. Robbie Lauder, Francis Nganu. Nganu, Chris Weidman. I was like, Paid Van Zandt. Paid Van Zandt. Cynthia Calveo. I was like, this is crazy, Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this is the this, moment, right? This is like, this is the funniest Bruce thing. Bruce Buffer bro, bro, yeah, by no, And no, I was like, yeah, yeah sorry, no, no, like, it, so basically it's down to two people left. Ross yeah. and this, like, other like absolute Harley Davidson like 
American Vlad. Yeah, I think like, he was from Baltimore, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, he was just real, like... It was him and his wife there, and yeah. his wife calls me, I'll give you $500 to lose someone. I was like, the champ doesn't lose. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Bruce Buffer walks by, and I was like, I didn't realise Bruce Buffer was going to get involved now. So I was like, yeah. Bruce, can we get a photo? I was like, you have to get a photo of yeah. Bruce Buffer, right? Yeah. And then we were sort of getting a photo of him, and he was so like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, get away from me. He was, yeah. yeah. He was like, don't touch the jacket. Yeah. Uh, he seems so, he comes across like so confident, and so yeah. like, you can tell he's had like, so many hot birds in his yeah. life. Just yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's also sort of like, and you're on Bruce, and he's like, it's time! And yeah. just like, yeah, he's yeah. just like, he's just like, bang, flick yeah. switch. Yeah, so before Ross went back on stage, they asked Ross, like, like a few of my details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, what's, what's your nickname? They're like, Ross the Champ Cadwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite fight was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah my favourite fight was like, Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald, UFC 189. They're like, how long have you been a fan? And it's like, what do you do? And I was like, this is brilliant though. I was like, I, I didn't realise when they were asking me all these questions, it was for Bruce Buffer to announce yeah. me. I was just like, yeah, I was like, that's very weird questions, like, yeah, yeah. And then your one take down was like, "What's your favorite fight?" It was like Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald, and she was like, "How'd you spell Robbie?" <laughs> yeah, and how'd how'd you, I was like, "I was like, why do you have show?" And like Robbie Lawler's actually standing there, like yeah. they're asking me how to spell yeah. his name. I was like, "Okay, here, look, it doesn't actually matter." I was like, "Spelled out for forever." Next thing you know, they're like, "All right, you go on this side, and then Tyler Magic over the other side." He, I was definitely on the better side as well to yeah. go up on stage, yeah. and uh, Bruce Buffer was like. Coming from Dublin, Ireland. He's a podcaster. He's been a fan of the UFC for the last eight years. Ross, the champ. Cadwell. And then I got up on stage and I was like, yeah. I was like, this is the greatest thing of all time. Was the most and like, I turned to Barry and Barry's there like shaking, going, yes. And I was like, this is incredible. Yeah, but like when that was all happening, I was like so happy that like for you that yeah. you were like, like, this is like the best moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this is like Ross Cadwell in his element. Yeah, like, I was like, this is like, I was like, I get sat in front of a crowd and talk to them in a microphone. Bruce Buffer's <laughs> announced me, and like, I'm getting to show off all my UFC knowledge. Yeah, all to one time. It's like, yeah, winning. Yeah, <laughs> right, and I'm winning the competition as well. Yeah, right. So your man yeah. gets your man gets announced up, right? And I don't know why, but his wife decided to say his nickname was like Dirt, right? As <laughs> 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 she was like, I'm just gonna call him like Bob Jones. It was like. Bob Dirt Jones. Yeah. I was like, what is that, yeah. man? <laughs> yeah, and then you have to like square off. Yeah, let's well. square off. And like, <laughs> my hand's actually shaking, so I did some weird like fake jab on him because like, I was like, bollocks, right? <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't be seen to be too nervous, but I was like, I didn't know what the prize was, so I was like, I have to win. Yeah. You're absolutely like reliving everything right now. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, right, here's the questions. They were like, Phones out. You can use your phone for this. And I was like, I'm actually from like Ireland, and my phone doesn't work yeah, over here. Yeah. And then they were like, Oh, but you need a phone. And I was like, It's grand. The champ doesn't need a phone. I haven't had one yet, and I've still won. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. And they were like, All right, grand. So then the, the, your one's like, All right, you're at a disadvantage. I go, Doesn't matter. The champ's gonna win, right? And I was all like, I, I shook his hand before and went hard luck to him and everything. Right? So it's grand. So then they go. Who were the four most winningest fighters in UFC history? And I was like, I know three of them straight off the top of my head. Again, I was like, brilliant. They were like, put your hand up. And I was like, hand straight away up. I was like, <laughs> Donald Cerrone, Michael Bisping, George St. Pierre. And then I, I like sort of froze for a second. And I was like, oh crap. I was like, I need someone else who won those fights. And I go, Anderson Silva. And they were like, no. I was like, fuck. I was like, it's grand because I need to go, go again. Yeah. And then your man goes, Donald Cerrone, George St. Pierre, Michael Bisping, and Donald Cerrone and I was like what's wrong with yeah. you like the second person <laughs> someone's done that right and, I, and then like, I sort of talk a minute to myself because I remember Barry said to me he goes 
take a minute and breathe and you know the answer. It's like, you always know the answer. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. that's grand. I was like, and then oh. your, man, your man started running off stage trying yeah. to get people in the crowd's answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and I was like, like the bastards. Yeah, I was like, I don't need that. I was like, I was like, I'll get it. And I was like, hold on. I ha- my, my process in my head was think of someone who's been in the UFC a very long time and had a really long wing streak recently. So I was like, Donald Cerrone, <laughs> Michael Bisping, because they were robbing the record off each other all the yeah, time. Yeah. And then George St. Pierre had it before he left. Yeah. And then I was like, and Damian Moya. And they were like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> Yes! Yeah, man. I was like, I was like, yeah. And they're like, how'd you feel? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Metro PCS. See, yeah. what I actually thought was happening is I thought I was going to win ringside seats for yeah. me and Barry. I thought yeah. we were going to be like yeah. sitting there yeah. watching the fights with Dana White. And they're like, you have won a walk down the purple carpet with a fighter of your choosing. And I was like, I'm already on the purple carpet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already met everyone. Yeah, I've already met everyone. I was like. This is weird. I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was I like, thought they were at least gonna give you a phone or yeah. something, you know, yeah. I, 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 or like free tickets. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I must have won something. I was like, yo, I found tens out this week. I must have won something. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> they were like, you mean the carpet I've been sat on for the last two hours? I was like, great, grand. Yeah. And they were like, a five year or two, and I was like, well, it can hardly be anyone. Ask me someone who's in New York. Yeah. It can't be like, it can't be, like, it can't be Conor McGregor and he's in Dublin. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was, I was like, oh, here, look. It is what it is. Uh, we sort of went off for an hour. We looked at the fighters who were available to choose, and we sort of were like, "Oh, Paige Van Dant or your Roy Faber, and we'll just pick one then." Yeah, but, they, but this is yeah, but like during that, this is where we were like really hanging around with like Alcilde Cavallo, uh, yeah. Megan Levy. She was putting us up in her Instagram stories, like uh, Benavides again. Like they were like, yeah. Take- so we sort of went off for an hour and then come back, and then we we're just like, we won't help. We just won't talk to anyone because therefore, uh, or like any of the people who were from Metro PCS, because yeah. then. They might be like, oh, here's your photo, and will go away. Yeah. So we just stay there and hang out with everyone. Yeah. And like, everyone was so nice to us as well, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was actually so cool. Yeah. Like, I got a photo with Demetrius Johnson at one stage, and like, I went to like, put my arm on his shoulder, I went to put my head in beside his, and I actually headbutt him and everything. And he was just like, <laughs> what? He was like, what are you doing? And I was like, bollocks, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't let me kick out, but. Yeah. And then Ross is there taking photographs of like, Megan Levy, John Vellante, Aloy yeah. Quinta. And then we got all them to get a photograph with us with the the energized flag as well. Like yeah. that energized flag was so used. Yeah. Although in fairness, there was three of them, and we still yeah. have one, so don't worry about that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there was like Forrest Griffin, <laughs> Cynthia Calvell. We we're just talking to everyone, and just like anyone who was there yeah. was talked yeah. to by us. It was weird. Cynthia Calvell, the the head of Team Alpha Male as well. The, mm. the, like they were like hanging around with us a bit. Oh, not like like they were like enjoying our company as yeah. well. That was the weirdest part of it. Oh, life. and then we were trying to like Paige Van Zandt and her fella as well. Yeah. Her fella was talking to us loads like yeah. the whole time. His yeah. name's Austin. I don't know. It was like Vanderfeer or something like that. Yeah. I don't know his surname off the top of my head, but yeah. he was a really nice guy he'll, as well. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in the UFC as well. Yeah. Soon enough as well. He's a champion. He's already like turned down a Bellator contract yeah. to get a UFC one. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, me and Barry have both said this, that like, if we were to describe the best possible outcome of the trip before it came, it wouldn't have been half as good as anything we could have yeah. imagined happened. Well, like, I mean, there's no way we could have predicted that Bruce Buffer would be like... Announcing one yeah. of us on stage, yeah. like, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we were there beside... <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, we were there, like, while the show was on, Forrest Griffin was walking, I forgot to mention him. Yeah. It, there was just so many fighters. It was just, like, it was unbelievable. And I felt so good the way, like, you were loving it so much, because, like... Like I was just like I was like, what's going on? That's why like sometimes in life you're like standing there and you're like, like something amazing is happening. Yeah. But, like you're sort of like trying to live live in the moment, but it's so surreal that yeah, you're, like. But the weird thing about it is right the whole time we were hanging out with all these fires, like at not not a one stage to feel like 
oh, we're lucky to be doing this. I felt like it was, we were meant to be doing it as well. Yeah. It actually just felt like that normal. And yeah. like the way we talked to all the fighters, it was as if like that's what we always yeah. do anyway. But like, yeah, but I, I also felt like that we we're like doing it for everyone that supported us so much that like yeah. we were like. We're giving such an insight to people yeah, who yeah, followed us. It was yeah. such a like. Yeah. And it was like, and even we ended up meeting Sam Jackson during the trip. Mm. Uh, one of his mate like, Dara. Yeah, one of our friends. Yeah, yeah like our mates, right? But mm. Dara's a new mate now. Yeah. But I mean, they they were they saw Ross winning, and they were just like, "What the, the fuck?" They, they, they were like, "Ross definitely did something like crazy to get back there," yeah. and like, yeah. basically did. It yeah. was it was insane. Oh, and I was wearing like the glove the whole time, so like yeah. I looked so like out of place. Yeah. So, this way, being a fan, like there's nothing more no, fan no. You, you could do want than that. Like that was the most. I was going to say funniest, but um, <laughs> that was the, the most big... like fan friendly thing you could ever yeah, imagine. Oh uh, yeah, like th- like I mean, people would have paid for that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, in the end, we like we actually just hung around, and then like Ross didn't actually get the prize, but like you got way more than the yeah. prize even offered. Yeah, because I met everyone who was like on the list anyway, yeah. so it was fine. Yeah. And uh, and like got like all the photographs and everything. We were standing there for ages. Remember, like we were just sort of like we're just taking all in. Like yeah, we're almost like there too long. Like yeah, and like, I just felt like people were like on the far side. They were just looking at us, being like, "How did they get back there?" Because like okay. obviously not everyone saw the competition because it was like two hours late there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two hours late there. So uh, so yeah, so it got to like nearly eight o'clock and the event actually started. Well, it was starting. So uh, we went back over to the hotel to get changed, and then Ross gets a message from Jack Doyle's pub again. And yeah, take I got away. a message from Jack Doyle's pub, being like, "Here, will you put this up on your story?" And I was like, "I was like, what is it?" It's like TJ Dillashaw's after party's here tonight, and then like obviously the lads avoided us again, and I was like, "Grand, this is perfect." So yeah. we went back uh, there after the fight. But, yeah, but yeah. before that, we should probably talk about the fights, shouldn't we? Well, we talk about the event, and then yeah. we can talk about the, all the fights after. But yeah, so basically, we're like, right, we're going to the garden now. So we went across, uh, I actually had to like download the phones, or the tickets onto my phone, uh, did that like 10 minutes before and it was actually yeah. very easy, I thought it was going to be much harder than it was. Yeah. So got there. That was a handy thing of being across the road from it. Yeah, walked across, <clears> got <throat> changed, uh, got ready to go, went across the road, scanned in, it was, it, was, it was actually a bit of a trek to get, oh, I actually thought our seats were going to be way worse on how long it actually took us to get there, I thought we were going to be way up in the rafters, yeah. but it actually was grand. Walked into the arena. Randy Brown has announced the winner of the Mickey Golf fight. I was like, grand, we're, we're arriving at a perfect time yeah. for the car. Yeah. It's actually the latest I've ever arrived to a UFC event. Because normally we're there for fight one, aren't we? Yeah. But uh, like all the carnage that was happening yeah. beforehand. Oh, we, we would have been there. We probably would have done more stuff during the day if yeah. we hadn't won. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. So you arrive in and next thing you know, our seats are like three rows up from like the championship walk. Yeah. They couldn't have been yeah. any better. Yeah. Like the fighters were walking by after and they were like high five us and all. Like, yeah. It was absolutely insane. We yeah. couldn't have actually been any closer to the fighters yeah. than we were. Yeah. And it was just absolutely surreal. Yeah. Part, part, the drinks were absolutely rip-off, but it was just so like... Like, we were still on a high since yeah. meeting all the fighters and everything. Like, and then the fighters kept coming up on the screen and we were just sort of like, there's our mate, there's yeah. your mate. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we were there, yeah, it was like... <clears throat> unbelievable. Yeah, it was like $13 a beer, so like, make sure you... If you're going to the garden, make sure you like, you have your money saved for it. Yeah. But... It was, it was just perfect. It was yeah. a perfect night. Yeah. Um, obviously, people know all the results. Uh, the For the first time ever that the three title holders lost, which is crazy, in such like unbelievable fashion. Obviously, TJ Dillashaw ended up winning, right? So we were like, hold on. We're invited to his after party at the yeah. one pub that wants us back. So we... <laughs> We ended up going back to that pub, uh, Jack Doyle's pub again, and then uh, you were actually standing outside when you arrived at outside, weren't you? Well, like I didn't even know what was going on. It was just like all so surreal. Uh, 
yeah, <laughs> like, we were inside the bar when TJ comes in. Like, straight away when he comes in, I'm like, slap him on the back. I'm like, yeah! And I was just like, what is going on? What is going on? What was going yeah, on? Yeah, it was, it was, it was such a... It was so bizarre. It was just like, it was like, we're in the pub and like, there's the world champ. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So, so we, we were allowed upstairs to meet TJ and like, we were talking to everyone. Yeah. Supposedly I wrecked his head and told him about 20 times we did a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know Ross obviously knows more of what I said, but it was just like, it was so amazing. It was yeah, so it, amazing. We were chilling with him and Dwayne Bang, Ludwig, and it was just, it was so cool. But I was, I was standing beside Baz one time and Baz was there, TJ just go, goes, man, it's so incredible. It's like, going to talk about it on the podcast. And he was like, that's the sixth time you told me on the podcast. It was like, oh, well, the champ. <laughs> I was like, and we were actually so locked at the stage. Yeah, it was like, yeah. in fairness, we probably had a beer for every fight. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. was just so like, it was yeah. so loose. Well, I'd ne- we'd never been treated so well for everything. Even like Jack Dawes looking after us. Yeah, the Jack Dawes actually got shit on the MMA hour there yeah, yesterday Did as well. They? Yeah, Monday, yeah. It was just like... It deserves it. Yeah, yeah. It was just the most like incredible thing ever. And like... Especially after like, all the rivalry for his fight as yeah, well. Yeah, that was and the then, thing. Like, that was the thing, yeah. Couldn't believe it. I yeah. felt I felt like if we were avoiding Cody Garbrandt at the party, he would have won. Just because like, <laughs> that's how good the trip yeah, was. Yeah, that's yeah. how good the trip was. Yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, it was. And that was probably like, really, if you think about it, whoever's listening now, what would be the best after party to go to that night? And I wouldn't say Rose's. Cause, I mean, no. like, she seems a bit like civil or something. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, like, well, like uh, we'd be the the Lord's prayer. Yeah, and then like GSP would probably be like, "I love the UFOs." And yeah, then, <laughs> and then like, alien afterbirth. Yeah, and it would hardly be Cody Garbrandt's because he yeah. lost. Yeah, and like hardly Bisping's because he lost, and hardly Ioana's because she lost. It would obviously be TJ Dillashaw yeah. when we were there. Yeah, the one like you know what I mean? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah, so like woke up extraordinarily yeah. hungover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. me and Ross were arguing who yeah. who would win the fight against TJ Lillashaw. That was about it. Like. Yeah, yeah. Baz, Baz <laughs> just kept me like, Ross, if you're gonna fight me, you're gonna have to cut down the fly weight. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right. I actually left my jacket there as well, which is actually really funny as well. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. woke up on Sunday yeah. and um, hanging even more, but like yeah. just looking through the phones and be like. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, I think we both woke up and we're like we sort of like shook off the hangover just because we were both so incredibly elated yeah. at how the actual like yeah. night went. Yeah, and then, I, I was I actually I was actually on the phone to Camilla for ages and she said that you, we were so locked, right? And I was telling her that like she could do way better than me, <laughs> way better looking, but not as funny. And then she was just, like, she was like, what? she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's like the most but, you things. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I was so loose, man. It was so. It was you know what? So you only rang her because. You were with me. If you weren't with me, you would have rang me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably not, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what... I, man, I didn't know what... I, I didn't know how to explain what was going on. Because, like, none of our actual best mates really give a fuck about UFC at all. Really. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to explain to someone who doesn't know the UFC people we met, how yeah. cool that was. Yeah, this would be like hanging out with Manchester United, as you said, yeah. after winning the Champions League and then them... Letting us hold a cup yeah, yeah. while lifting the trophy, like stuff like that, like and then being like, lads, get in the photo. <laughs> yeah, and it was like <clears throat> no problem, lads. Yeah, uh, that's what has led us into like that was unbelievable. But uh, that's what it leads us into Sunday. So we went off and we went to watch the Man United game, which was so bad, losing to Chelsea, and that's where we met Sam Jackson and what's their second name? Uh, well, I actually don't know their second right. name. Well, he's, le- he's a legend. Yeah, he's anyway. a legend. We watched right. that Legends pub in America. Yeah. It's actually one of the best sports yeah. bars. Probably in America. Yeah, it was really, really cool. It was, it was so weird because, like, when remember going down in Sarah's that area, and like, yeah. there was just the amount of like old school Chelsea United jerseys all yeah. like staring at the screen. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. So uh, I basically we went there so after the match, and there was a couple of guys there, and they're like, "Yeah, Manchester's uh, sorry, Newcastle, uh, sorry, 
New York City FC. football, yeah, football club were playing a match today, and we were like, right, let's go to it then, because like, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, you know what I mean. So uh, we ended up finding out they play in the Yankee Stadium. So I was like, another thing off the bugle list. Yeah, be like, yeah. oh, I love to see that. It's like, let's go. So. Yeah, so we basically did we go get changed and go? Or? I think we just went as. Oh, yeah, I think we actually did. Yeah, actually, yeah. So no, yeah. no, we did get changed because remember we went back to the our hotel. They came back to our hotel. We got changed. Oh yeah, we yeah, went, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so we went to New York Yankees game. Oh, sorry, the New York City FC FC game, and uh, we actually didn't know, but it, it actually turns out to be Andrea Pirlo's last game ever. Yeah. So we were there for that for two nil. Uh, you probably saw some of the videos of Ross running up and down the stalls, like getting everyone to chant. One more goal. One more goal. One more goal. It was uh It, it was, was very loose. It was so Amer- the most American chant you could ever have. Yeah. But it was uh it was it was crazy. It the was fans crazy. are so funny over there. I just couldn't get over it because like New York City football team only exists two years, but like the fans went on as if like they were like here every week for the last twenty years. It was insane and it was so great to see like Pierdo and Dan Villa play. Yeah. Dan Villa scored as well. Yeah, it was yeah. um Insane, and when Davia scored, they actually had some deadly chant. It was like David, and the whole crowd goes Via. I was like, that's actually not not a terrible idea. That's like what they do in Spain as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was just incredible. And saw Yankee Stadium, and then we went to McDonald's afterwards and met those three American lads who yeah. Man United, which was actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, and then we like we got a photo with them. Yeah, they actually posted on theirs as well. It was oh no, it was just yeah, I it know, was. It was it, it's it, it's it's weird how it worked out like that we were nice to everyone bars each other and yeah. then like we got to like hang out with all these people um, actually after that game we actually went to Harbour's pub yeah. that was that night yeah? yeah Three Monkeys yeah Three Monkeys we got to see one of our friends we haven't seen in a good few years because he's an American but uh, yeah it was really Just good had a few beers with him got to see him keep you know catch up see how he was doing yeah. and stuff like that yeah. but at the end of the night I was, I was just so wrecked like that whole trip so non stop, yeah. We were, we were constantly doing yeah. something like yeah. constantly, yeah. not like obviously in a great way, but it was yeah. like it was so like, I'm where to next, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. literally right to next. Uh, then on Monday, we woke up well, hung over again. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? But uh, yeah, Monday we woke up and we met up with the lads again, Sam and Dara, and then we went to Times Square, which is uh, just Times Square, which is just <laughs> Times Square, yeah, yeah, it was then, pretty uh, incredible, yeah. Then we went to the Rockefeller Center. Yeah, uh, went to it's called Top of the Rock. Um, we went basically. It was either going to be there or the Empire State Building, and I've done the Empire State Building. I think you've done the Empire State Building as well. And it was like you can't actually see the Empire State Building if you're on the Empire State Building. So went up there, got a photo, uh, just had a look around. Basically, the, the views are unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Although in fairness, it's very expensive as well. It was like seventy dollars for the two of us to go up there, which is like actually stupid amount of money. But like the view was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, we saw like. The tallest residential building in the world. Saw Central Park. Saw uh, Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. You could see everything from up there. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm not surprised they can charge so much because yeah. it's probably the best view in yeah. in the whole of New York. People didn't know. Well, like some people didn't know that there are the infamous picture of the, the is it the eleven, the 11 guys sitting on the mm. solid beam. Yeah. In America, that's actually when the Rockefeller Center was being built. Yeah, it's from that building. So if you learned anything today, apart from Bruce Buffer announcing Ross. That that is actually a fact from the hashtag Center. very fact hashtag very fact yeah. Uh, after that, we actually went to, we actually went on a horse and carriage the four of us around Central Park. Very it was, romantic. It was yeah it was, yeah. Your man was really sound and he told us where like famous people lived and where famous stuff happened. Do you remember his name? No. Neither do I. I, I was uh, like I know he's Turkish. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was Turkish American. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, after that, we really just like said 
boy, and then we, we hit the airport back. Really yeah, early. we hit the airport. I think from then went there home. Uh, the airport journey. Like, <clears> oh, Barry fell asleep in the way to taxi at the airport, and I, I don't know why I got. I did, I didn't get to tell you this because you were asleep. I was like. Oh, oh. Because the airport was so far away, it was like an hour's drive. I think it was just traffic was bad. I was like, oh, I hope he's bringing us the right way. I hope he's bringing us the right way. And then I got in my head going, he's not bringing us the right way. And then I was like, how am I supposed to know if he's bringing us the right way or not? But yeah, that was sort of that. Um, we got home in one piece, obviously. And here we are. Obviously, yeah. Uh, as you can tell, my throat's actually a bit weird after the flight. Just like so much... That we had, we put it off by a day just to make sure that like... Yeah, there was also so much screaming as well. Yeah, there was so much shit. Like when, There was so much like everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it all happened taken fast, and it was just like, ah! yeah. But overall, what do you think of the what do you think of the, the trip itself? Like, just like, uh, one of the best trips. No, the best trip I've ever been on. Like, for us as a podcast, it couldn't have went any better. And just for us, as best mates, it couldn't have actually went any better either. It was just like perfect. I love Barry more now than I've ever loved him. He's just like good pun. He's he's just actually so good to be around as well. And like, <laughs> I was I watched him hung over one of the days, and like the first day he was hung over, I was just like. He was just so happy, and I could just see it in him, and he was just like saying hello to everyone, and he was like, he was just in his element, and then second day I was almost a bit worried about him, because I was like, oh, he's very tired now, and then I was like, he's actually alright, yeah, I was like, are you actually alright, and he was like, crap, oh, yeah. that's no, all I care about. On the third day when we were walking around the whole of New York, yeah. like, I was absolutely dying. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just hell, and yeah. you were like, trying not to let everyone know you were dying. Trying not to die. And you're also wearing like, stewy yellow sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, if people had seen my eyes, they would have been like, what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> But what do you think? Best trip ever or what? Yeah, I did. I like, you see, before we went, I was like, we're going to cause carnage. We're going to run amok. Because, mm. like, usually we do. But I mean, like, this was a different level. Mm. This was a different level. And it's just sort of like, like, what's going to happen next time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, next time, like, next time, like, some of these fighters will notice us next yeah, time. Yeah, it's weird Megan that we Alevi, know these people. Yeah, Megan Levy is there, like, like, direct messages on yeah, Instagram. Sending us pictures that she took of us. Yeah. Just like, uh, I don't know. I, t- I think like, and then also actually, I didn't mention that we actually went over five thousand followers on Instagram as well. Yeah, and over a thousand five hundred downloads on the podcast as well over yeah. that weekend, which was a, I mean like, I'll tell you what, we'll put up some videos of the trip on the story, and then you can hear about them on the podcast. Yeah. That's what we'll basically do. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think we should obviously go over some of the fights of the actual. Like, event itself because yeah. uh, this has been said by Joe Rogan Brendan Schaub Channel Son and Aaron Dana White, White Dana White Ross, best event of the year Ross Cadwell yeah. best event of the year all the MMA big dogs yeah so um, I think we should go through the fights that we walked into yeah. um, starting the light heavyweight division Ovin St. Peru defeated Corey Anderson uh, by a KO by head kick this was like the perfect way to start the night because Corey Anderson was sort of winning and then all of a sudden OSP came in with a head kick and he dropped like a house of cards and then like that's when the night began. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe that just happened because me and Barry were just sort of sitting there talking and then we are having a conversation while watching the fight and the next thing you know, kadoosh! And it was just lights went out in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I was like, that was assault. That was assault. <laughs> like, it was like, he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what the thing was, it was actually... It was like so meant to be done because it was the second time OSP like connected with a head kick. Remember, he knocked his mouthpiece out earlier yeah, yeah, on the fight, yeah, yeah. and he was just like, That was it. And it was just a great start. And I was up for OSP as well, so I was like, yeah. Delighted with that. Yeah, yes, same here. Um, uh, after that, in the heavyweight division, Mark Godbeard defeated Walt Harris by disqualification from a, from a head kick. It, it, was, it was weird. He, he needed him in the balls, and then as he sort of was like, Oh, me bollocks. Then Walter was like, Can you? Should kick him in the head. And then Godbeer was like, Oh, here, look. 
where balls are killing me and the dude got kicked in the face. Yeah. And it was just over. It was yeah. a bit of a weird ending, really, to be honest. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, also, the fight after that in the light heavyweight division. Oh, sorry, the lightweight division, James Fick actually defeated Ireland's Joseph Duffy um, by TKO. I know, you see, James Vick is like so big for this division. He's 6'3", yeah. compared to uh, Tuffy was 5'10". And like Tuffy's not small for the division. Yeah. James Vick is just massive for yeah. And he like really used that reach very well. And he's like, his punch are so straight. And he caught him with an uppercut and just, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Tuffy was actually unfortunate because he nearly survived the round. Yeah, yeah and he also, he had a, there was a lot of like Donegal flags around as well. Like, yeah, I was actually impressed that yeah. there was a big Duffy fan base there. Yeah. But uh, I actually like, High five, James Bick, as he was like leaving the arena, I was like, oh, good job. I was like, I, was I like, wasn't like annoyed that Duffy lost. I was just very impressed with James Bick. Yeah, the, the fight itself was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, then we moved on to the main card in the middleweight division. Paolo Costa defeated Johnny Hendricks by TKO. Um, how, how good looking is Paolo Costa? Like, that was just a great a great card for the UFC to put him on that. Yeah. To uh, show his talents. Not only like, like he could be 100% marketable, in Brazil not only is he like the best looking fighter in the UFC now he could be the best looking like man in the world and he has absolute knockout power as well yeah. he like really like just absolutely train wrecked Johnny Hendricks yeah I think Johnny Hendricks is just brown bread brown bread he's yeah. not like he doesn't have it in him anymore and you can yeah. sort of see that and like the fact that he's not a welterweight just like means his career should be over yeah it's, like, he's, he's like, too small and he's just he doesn't look <clears throat> doesn't he doesn't look right anymore yeah, but Ke- Pedro Costa now is like 11 or 12 and 0 with like 11 all finish or like with 10 knockouts. It'll, I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. He's just someone who was like, I'm like investing in his career now. Especially, do you feel that? I feel that when like I've seen someone in person fight, now I'm more invested in them as a fighter. Yeah. Just seemed like a cool guy as well. So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, <clears throat> then move on to the welterweight division. Uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson defeated Jorge Masvidal by unanimous decision. Um, he just won the entire fight, didn't he? Yeah, he was really, he really. He was back to Wonder Boy. Yeah, that was it. He said even before the fight that like <laughs> he didn't have to do as much like marketing for the fight, and he like could stay at home and stuff. So yeah. like that was like obviously helped. And now now he's meant to be fighting till in UFC London. London yeah. yeah, in I think it's March or February. Yeah. He like he he was sort of the New Yorker for the night. Now I know Randy Brown was from New York, and that's the fight we walked in on. But like he was sort of on the main card, the fella who lives in New York, and for me. You're probably going to hate this, Barry. But for me, it just showed how good Tyron Woodley is that he was able to beat Wonderboy after watching what Wonderboy was able to do to Jorge Masvidal because yeah. he absolutely shut him down. And look, Wonderboy absolutely incredible talent. And he's probably the most unlucky person in the UFC at the moment that his two fights against Woodley were actually such bad fights in general. Yeah. Not saying he performed bad, they were just bad fights that like the chance of him getting another title fight are very slim. Yeah, unless like Woodley <clears throat> loses the title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> then... It kicked off in the, the title fights in the the women's strawweight. Rose Namajunas beating Joanna and Uh Before this fight, I honestly thought that Joanna could never lose, and then uh, she lost like so devastatingly that it was just sort of like, like this. That was I think that was the beginning of me losing my voice. I was just like, what? Yeah, no, you know I, mean? I was shocked. The, the absolute shock. Yeah. Well, well, the funny thing is, we actually met like this Polish girl like in the arena, and I yeah. was like, she was sitting about like ten rows back, and I was like, I was sitting right beside us. You know, well, no, oh, I always okay. went up and said to her, I was like, if you want, there's two seats beside us if you oh, want yeah. to sit down. Okay. And then her and her fella came down and watched them beside us. And we were just like, this is absolutely insane. And the thing was, is that I said to Barry after fight, I was like, realistically, the best chance of winning are probably going to be like, you can J-check by knockout, you can yeah. J-check by points, you can J-check by submission, Rose by submission, Rose by decision. And the least likely outcome was Rose to knock out Joanna. Yeah. And like, 
that's what happened. And the first it was round. absolute insanity, yeah. 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 It was it was one it was also like the shock of the night. Yeah. It was the yeah. shock of the night. Yeah. Then obviously in the bandweight division, TJ Dillashaw defeated Cody Garbrandt, aka RMA TJ. RMA TJ. Yeah. Uh, this was so weird because like Cody was sort of like he looked like he sort of knew what he was like he, he was trying to like orchestrate the fight and then like he he nearly beat TJ if it didn't go if the yeah, he really rocked him quite a lot yeah. late in the first round yeah and then TJ came back and won and it was just so like couldn't believe it two rounds wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was just unbelievable again and it, it, was, it was a bit of a, like a barn burner for the first round like they were both getting in there yeah. and slinging slinging leather and like Dillashaw dropped or Dillashaw got dropped in the first round and he was on wobbly legs and next thing you know Dillashaw comes back out finds feet very impressed with like the composure by Dillashaw yeah like he landed a head kick sort of dropped uh, Garbrandt uh, like on his ass and then just like finished him like with a big big left and right hook and I was just like probably one of the best title fights I've ever seen that was finished like within two rounds yeah no it was brilliant it, like TJ TJ looks like he's totally matured into this sport like obviously that was he, the best shape I've ever seen him in yeah because if you think about it he lost his belt to Dominic Cruz and most people thought he actually won it yeah but like like all that hard work ended up with me wrecking his head <laughs> <laughs> all that time spent was me just was like wrecking his it head it was probably like just one of the most high level martial arts you'll ever see it was in very, very 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 good yeah yeah and then obviously George St. Pierre George Rush St. Pierre defeating Michael Bisping um, this was sort of like this just looked like George St. Pierre but was just better uh, yeah. I think Bisping sort of came across it was a bit tentative Yeah, he thought he was probably going to be bullying him in there but like George wasn't afraid at all no. and uh, it was so amazing to end the night with the, with the choke yeah. and then for Bisping not to tap Yeah, it was just like it was so, like Misha Tate Holly Holm like, like something it was, like that it was like really sort of capped off a night of fights because George Hambier was like an absolute decision machine before he left like he finished nobody yeah. and then like not only did he choke him out, but he also dropped him with a left hook to like for that sort of transition yeah. start. Yeah. And it was it was weird because normally you see Bisbing and he's or sorry you see uh, George St. Pierre and he's a real top heavy wrestler. And once he gets the takedown, like no one can do a thing about him. But then with this one, like Bisbing actually was quite effective off his back. He dropped some really good elbows from the uh, the bottom position. And I was I was I was sort of watching the fight and going, GSP is actually better on the feet. And Bisbing's doing yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. strange. And then I didn't really know where it was going to go. And then next thing you know, you could tell big what, left. You could tell what they were both practicing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, big left from Saint Pierre takes the back, chokes out Bisping, and I think that's the first time Bisping's ever been submitted as well, which is like incredible. And just can't believe George Saint Pierre after four year layoff is the middleweight champion of the world. Yeah. What do we expect now from George Saint Pierre now? Personally, I don't see him fighting Whitaker, even though like that's apparently what's going to happen. But realistically, George Saint Pierre is like now. If it's Bar McGregor, he's the biggest star in the UFC. Apparently, that pay per view did over a million boys. Uh, so, like, obviously, GSP is yeah, actually like, pay per view draw. Yeah, but, so, yeah, but may, yeah, but maybe some of the knockouts and the big t- big hits throughout the card may people have to tune in. You know, potentially, potentially. <clears> so, <throat> it's like yeah. very valid point. But the way I just look at it is that like GSP, I think is going to work towards a fight with Conor McGregor, and I just think personally. It'll be he'll probably drop down to welterweight, and I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to be. He might think I said when George Saint Pierre comes back, he's gonna try and win the middleweight belt because he's fighting Bisping. Then try and win the welterweight belt, and then go down and try and win the the lightweight belt, and he'd be the first person ever to win three titles in the UFC. And if he can do that, like that's the absolute goat. Even though like you can easily put an argument that he's the goat now. Yeah. 
What's in that? I don't know. I was just, I was just like, I was so happy for him. You mm. know what I mean? But I still wanted, like, uh, like I didn't want Bisping to lose. But like, obviously, you say that. But like, uh, like I like the personality that Bisping brings. Mm. And then I was sort of surprised that Bisping didn't retire after yeah. losing. Yes, I was shocked actually, really, to be yeah. honest. Especially considering he didn't look very good in the fight. Yeah, yeah, but and the way he let himself go to sleep. Yeah, it was uh, like he was like, I'm uh, not going to go. Last, this is my last breath of fighting. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't happen. But like that's sort of like romantic about it. Even like yeah. being like George. Leaving, uh, for I, I, I think uh, the only thing is that he's like <clears throat> there's still some very big fights left in Bisping's career, like a third fight against Lee Rockhold, a fight yeah. against Joel Romero. Like I'm so game to see them. Now he'd be like a massive underdog in both, but I'm when pushing he, forty. Yeah, hundred percent. And when I saw him fight Rockhold the second time, I was like, can't believe he actually accepted this fight. He's going to get smashed. And then he knocked out Rockhold. So he always <laughs> has like the, he's he's still a very good fighter. Just George Saint is just one of the best to ever do it, and obviously. It wasn't a lie when he said he didn't stop training. There's, there's almost like a million dollars there from for at least two fights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's sort of like, he's a 500 grand fighter, Bisbee. Yeah. yeah. And he'd probably make a million after the pay-per-view boys. If he made over a million boys, Bisbee probably made a million quid off this. Yeah. So fair play to Bisbee. He might never, he might still be like, oh, I'm retired after he sees the money rolled in from this fight. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But overall, the card itself, unbelievable. The occasion itself, unbelievable. Uh, let us know what you think Leave us a comment Before we finish UFC whatever. 217 Barry I want three predictions for you Who does Rose fight next? I would have thought Claudia But Claudia lost Maybe maybe a rematch I think okay. a rematch And who does TJ fight next? He called out Demetrius Johnson We never even said that Yeah yeah I know that yeah um, You didn't even ask TJ no I mean uh, You didn't ask DJ Would he fight him no? No Um it's going to be TJ versus DJ. You see, maybe the Dominic Cruz thing, but like, I find it weird if Dominic Cruz won again and then Dominic Cruz fought Cody and he lost again. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just going around in circles here. I feel like he's going to fight DJ next because I feel like he doesn't want to fight Garbrandt in a rematch and he doesn't want to fight uh, Dominic Cruz straight away. Not because like he doesn't want to fight them. I think it's because it took him so long to get his belt back that he's like, you aren't getting a shot straight away. Because, yeah. like, they, in fairness, TJ did a shot. Was made out to be the bad guy against Dominic Cruz and the bad guy against Cody Garbrandt, and he ended up looking like the good guy at the end of it all. Yeah. So like, I like TJ Dillashaw. So I think I, I'd love to see him fight Demetrius. Oh no, hundred percent, yeah. yeah. A fl- flyweight as yeah. well. Let him have both belts. Yeah. Um, but if George gets get, get both, yeah, yeah. And then George St. Pierre, who do you fight next? That's a really good question. I think um, I, I would like to see them try and make for. Uh, sorry, I keep thinking Forrest Whitaker, Robert Whitaker, against George St. Pierre in Canada. Yeah, but it looks like it's going to be Robert Whitaker's next fight is going to be Australia. They've already booked a UFC pay-per-view in Australia. It would be very weird not to put him on that card. I know. And it would be weird to make GSP not fight in Canada next. So they're just going to... Oh, well, you know what? I wouldn't actually be against doing like Rockhold versus Whitaker in Australia and then like George St. Pierre fights... I don't know. Fights whoever he Tyron, wants. Tyron Woodley. Yeah, Tyron Woodley. Yeah. In Canada. Well, like, well then George probably have to vacate the belt for that to happen. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, like I don't like it doesn't really bother me, but like uh, yeah, but they could almost do it. Uh, if they can get the George St. Pierre one done first, they could be like champion versus champion, and then he vacates the middleweight belt. Yeah, yeah, that seems yeah. more likely. Yeah, it yeah. just looks better in the poster when they yeah. all have belts. The thing is, Whitaker wasn't actually as big as yeah, he in person. Yeah, I was actually bigger than him. I was actually surprised. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. they were like, like Mighty Mouse Johnson is so small. Yeah, Paz is like unwary boys clothes. <laughs> yeah, like he was, he was like five foot three max. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Overall, so we're best in, card ever. Yeah, so we're we're moving on to uh, UFC Nor- Norfolk this yeah. weekend. Loads yeah. of names. 
Not a hell of a lot of relevant fights. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and, and a retirement fight. And a retirement fight. Uh, first of all, we're just going to go through them, some of the fights quickly. Uh, lightweight divi- uh, the lightweight division, Ross's best mate, owns him a glove. Super S- Sage. Super Sage, Norcott versus Michael uh, Quin- Quin- Quinones. Yeah. The Sage versus, insert name. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, please Sage, will you win? Uh, we're both going for Sage, now that I have the glove. Yeah. Fact. Uh, yeah, then uh, also headlining the prelim card in the bantamweight division, John Dodson against Marlon Moraes. Yeah, he was the former World Series of Fighting bantamweight champion, and he lost his first fight against the Sunset. It was actually a close decision. I'm just going to pick Dodson here. I feel like they're trying to like room Moraes here. Yeah, he's getting really thrown in against the Wolves. Okay. In the lightweight division, two vets, Joe Lozon versus Clay Guida. This could really be a fight of the night candidate. Like both these guys. End up in bloody wars all the time. Oh, Clay Guida loves to strike. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, but he likes to almost like throw the head down and strike. Yeah, I think Joe Lozon's like more technical than. I think, yeah, I think yeah. he'll try and take him down. Yeah. Uh, in the bantamweight division, Rafael Asensio against Matthew Lopez. Oh, this is a really good one because Matthew Lopez was off. Dana White looking for a fight, and he's looked very good since. I think Lopez is a good enough wrestler to win this fight by decision. Which I'll say, well, I'll, I'll go Asensio because he is like. Yeah, more very, experience. More, yeah, more proven record. Yeah. He's sort of beaten everyone who's not named TJ Dillashaw and Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Uh, in the middleweight division, I can't actually believe he's fighting. Name Marquardt is against Cesar Ferreira. Uh, Cesar Ferreira is like a bad version of like Vitor Belfort. And Name Marquardt's actually moved to AKA for this camp. So I don't know why, but I'm just going to pick Name Marquardt just for the crack. Nate the Great. I thought, I thought he would have retired by now. His paychecks must be getting good. Yeah. Uh, I actually think he won his last fight because I think every time we see Neymar Marquardt's going to fight we're like if you lose he'll retire oh, did he not actually fight Vitor Belfort in his last fight I think he did did he I think he did uh, who cares man I know about the decision I think about the decision yeah, and Vitor Belfort won in Brazil that actually sort of rings a bell maybe <laughs> how did you, you not know that um, <laughs> we're going to have to check that after yeah. uh, in the heavyweight division Andre Arlovski is against Junior Albini. Um, uh, Albini's undefeated and he's won his last 10... Well, undefeated in the UFC. Well, in fairness, I think he's won no, but he's won his last 10 fights in a row. Uh, so, he's, he's sort of knocking people out. And when someone's knocking people out and they get lined up against Andre Arlovski, it doesn't really spell good for Arlovski, <laughs> does it? <laughs> it's been like, no. you knock people out, right, we have the perfect person to yeah. face. Andre Arlovski. It's like, we don't have Bigfoot anymore. Arlovski. <laughs> um, also in the welterweight division Matt Brown versus Diego Sanchez now this could potentially be a fight in the night yeah another absolute bomber this, this is like a throwback UFC card isn't it, it? is isn't it yeah, 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 yeah. like all the big names yeah. I'd say on this card it has like the card with the fighters with the most UFC fights in history yeah uh, Matt Brown's actually retiring after this fight and I wouldn't be surprised if Diego Sanchez retired after this fight either this is like two brainless fists going at each other I can't believe Diego Sanchez's style is still going. Like, you know, yeah, just, like, I can't just, believe people aren't just like so much more skilled and they just like make a show. Of them. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pick Matt Brown because he's bigger at welterweight. Okay, what do you think? You see, I I have a feeling that there's gonna be blood in the octagon by the time this fight comes on. That like Diego Sanchez will be like, oh, I want some too. <laughs> you know Diego, Sanchez, Diego Sanchez isn't gonna leave the octagon in his last fight without bleeding a tiny bit you know what yeah. I mean? well it might not be Diego's last fight but it's definitely Matt Brown's last right. fight alright uh, yeah I'll, I'll go Sanchez and then in the main event of the evening, evening. Drekman uh, got better at that since we met Bruce yeah oh, I can't believe we didn't get a video of him doing that yeah. with us yeah, yeah. but uh, in the lightweight division he's probably like give me some money for it yeah <laughs> really. uh, Dustin Poirier is taking on Anthony Showtime Pettis in, in the lightweight division yeah. what are you expecting from this 
We watched what's it called Road to the Octagon. Is that what they call it? Yeah. Whatever, whatever the like crap version Ben Ben is. Um, and like prior to it, I, <laughs> I, 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 I would have been like maybe Pettis because I thought Pettis actually looked decent against Jim Miller. He looked a bit more creative again. But then when I saw the pe- uh, the training Poirier was doing, and I saw that like Pettis looked a bit heavy and just getting haircuts all the time. I think obviously that's not what he's doing, but that's the impression I was given. Poirier looks like he's more focused and more on the rise of his career as opposed to. Pettis is on the downturn and I feel like he's already reached superstardom and doesn't look like he has the hunger to get yeah. it back into it. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. I think I'm, I think Poirier is going to win this. Yeah, so do I. I think he's going to knock him out as well. Yeah, because he was, he was quite impressive against Alvarez. Yeah. I know Alvarez at the end like, got disqualified. Yeah. Or no, it was actually a draw in the end. Yeah. Well, it was a mess anyway, yeah. but I, I just don't think Pettis has the bite in him that he, he, he is definitely needed to be Poirier now in yeah. this stage of Poirier's, Poirier's already beat people like Max Holloway and Max Holloway <clears throat> thing. I know that Max Holloway's champ Max Holloway but yeah but it was, it was impressive anyway yeah. Poirier looks good yeah uh, also while we were away over the weekend in Bellator uh, Ryan Bader defeated Linton Vassell for the, for the title Ryan Bader's doing a good job now at Bellator isn't he yeah he actually is he wants to fight for the he-, he wants to get like a heavyweight title tournament that's what he wants to do next but he, he probably won't do that but like Fair play to him. That'd be great. And also... Uh, He's become a bit more like himself over in Bellator, isn't it? Yeah, but he was like, like very, I, very high. I, I think his thing in the UFC is that he kept on giving out that he had to be very safe because like he got his win money uh, or he got like his show money and then his win money. And on Bellator, like, he just gets the same amount of money whether he wins or loses. So you can actually fight his preferred style as opposed to be a bit more conservative and make sure like he wins it out. Well, it's almost like he was fighting like make sure I don't lose. Now he's fighting like make sure I win. It's yeah. different. Also, another person who's doing impre- uh, impressively as well, Phil Davis, defeated Leo Leti. Le- 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 yeah, uh, it was actually... He actually won the striking battle, and your man Leo Leti is like, notoriously known for striking. So, fair play to Phil Davis. Be, uh, and that was in Penn State as well, where he went to college. And then also, Ed Ruth won one of the best knockouts I think I've ever seen. Yeah, the, the, knee, the knee. No, the, he wasn't the knee. He was, he was like a right hand, and your man just crumpled. I think he was fighting Dempsey, wasn't he? Uh, there was yeah. the best KO of the year though at Bellator 186 the flying knee uh, I, I don't actually know your man's name either he wasn't fighting on the main card he was fighting on the undercard yeah. uh, he was making his Bellator debut but like obviously if you're listening to this you just look look up Google, Google Bellator, hashtag Bellator 186 on Instagram and you're guaranteed to see the knockout Yeah, it's just a, <clears throat> incredible Yeah, and also as I mentioned earlier we're going to Bama Tour. Yeah, we're going to Bama Tour, aka Bama and Bellator. Bama Tour in Dublin on Friday. We're working there as part of the media. Um, we're just going to go over the actual Bama card first and then go over the Bellator card secondly because that's the way they roll. Yeah. So um, we're going to look at it first. Uh, Dominique Wooding from England is taking on Blaine O'Driscoll. Um, we're actually talking to someone. That your man, remember your man we met in the airport yeah. from SVG? He was like, look out for Blaine O'Driscoll. He's very, very yeah. good. Uh, then unfortunately Richie Smullins after having to pull out against Tim Burnett so I'm not too sure what's going to happen there yeah I'm not too sure either and then Daniel Barres remember we watched him win the flyaway title last time Yeah, he looks very good so we'll be like cheering for him I'd say yeah he's taking on Andy Young from Great Britain and then in the main event Alex Lahore is taking on Richard Coyley I think Coyley's supposed to be the big underdog for this fight but he's the face of Bama, and after watching him fight his last fight, and the, and the big knockout, yeah, I'm 100 back in Cody for this one. He just he just looks like he wants it more than anyone. He looks very hungry. Yeah, uh, Alex Lahore, Rich Cody's two and zero, and Alex Lahore is thirteen and one. So it'd be interesting to see anyway. Yeah, and then in the Bellator 
portion of the card I think is not. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul Redmond's like the opening fight. He he's fighting, so we'll be cheering on Redzer. He's an absolute submission specialist. Uh, man for the heel hooks and looks great as of late. Yeah, there's other people to look out for here. On it's Kevin Ferguson Jr. aka Baby Slice. Kimbo Slice's Kim, son. Kimbo Slice's son. Yeah, is taking on Fred Freeman. So that'll be interesting. We'll yeah. definitely cheer him for Baby Slice. Yeah. Uh, two Irish guys are fighting each other. Charlie Ward. Who's after joining from the UFC, taking on Johnny Jitsu, John Redmond as well. Yeah, yeah. Who, uh, who are you cheering for on that one? I just think Charlie Ward is just like it's just like such a huge human being. That yeah, you, I can't believe he weighs one hundred seventy yeah. pounds. Yeah, and like, like has trained with McGregor. You know what's weird, right? We met Robert Whitaker, and I was bigger than him. And when we met Charlie Ward, he was bigger than me. So I'm like, I'll be cheering for Charlie Ward. Yeah, and then uh, Ireland's very own Sinead Cabin has taken on Maria Casanova. Um, clearly clearing for Sinead Gavin because George yeah, she won her last fight as well actually yeah. and then in the main event AJ McKee is taking on Brian, Ireland's very own Brian Moore uh, it'll be a- interesting to see if <clears throat> McKee wins when you call out James Gallagher I think that's sort of written for him to do yeah, that I think it's like that's the build up yeah. isn't it well, like, the, I guarantee you the promoters are going to tell him to do that yeah. to like overly have the card but like that's sort of the fight yeah. the people, that, that rivalry's been budding for a while now wasn't it yeah AJ McKee is 9-0 and and Brian Moore is 10-5 and but uh, there's other Irish fighters. Yeah, Ryan Curtis fighting. Uh, we saw him fight last time as well. He was actually decent enough. And obviously our mate Dylan Took is fighting Dylan on Tuka's, the bottom portion of the card. Dylan Took is back. And also SPG's Ian Pascu is, is fighting as well. Oh yeah, he had a massive win the last one yeah. we were there. The big, he's the biggest legs we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolute monster. So yeah, plenty of Irish in, uh, interest and plenty of SPG interest and then plenty of Bellator interest. Yeah. So it'd be... It looks like it's going to be great night fights anyway. Yeah. This is the second event that we're going to be covering. Uh, like the first one was unbelievable. Our, our mate, our good friend Ray, looked after us the whole time last time. So like, I don't even know what to expect this time. But, yeah. but because Number 14 Ray there anyway. Yeah. But because, because this is a Bellator event as well, this could lead on to us doing more events even in America or yeah. around Europe. So who really knows? So keep your eyes peeled. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so far... That sort of wraps up the fighting segment of the show. Ross Cowell, what do you think of the show so far? Best show ever. I actually, I actually love the way that like I can listen back to this in like five years, ten years. My grandchildren, my kids could listen back and be like, "Oh, how did you just get on there?" You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's actually I didn't even think about it that way, but it's actually like a memorial or something. I don't. That's a terrible word to use. That. Yeah, but you know what I mean. More. Yeah, it's more like a documentary in a way. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but uh, we're just going to move on because also this weekend the Irish rugby team are playing in the RDS and we're still trying to get tickets. Um, for, we're going to see how it goes. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry RDS? No, the RDS I'm at. Oh, sorry. I, I, I have an event on which is going to be today. Barry's getting Barry, Barry's killed on the jet lag from New York. Yeah. Uh, no, I have the RDS. Uh, there's a news talk event on and Shay giving to be there. So I'll let you know how big his hands are when I see him and... I'll ask him a few questions and I'll let you guys know next week how Shay Given is and if his new book's worth reading. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the Irish rugby team are, are taking on South Africa. In the Aviva. In the not Aviva. the RDS. In the Aviva. I can't believe I mixed that up. But whatever. Yeah. Um, there was just a couple of things we wanted to bring up about the Irish rugby team and it's going to start with the way Sexton and Zebo are not in the squad. Well, no. Sorry. It was Simon Zebo was not in the squad because yeah. he's not playing in Ireland anymore. Yeah. Well, he's going to leave Ireland. But when Sexton left Ireland, he was kept in the squad. Yeah, that's the debate. Yeah, um, why for a country that doesn't have a massive amount of top talent? I know like the younger players 
are coming through, which is cool. Not many like names. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, not, like, yeah. there's no. There's bro, not, bro, not, next Brian Driscoll hasn't been like necessarily found yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Could, you could argue. Well, they haven't. Yeah, totally announced themselves to the yeah. world stage. But how come like Johnny Sexton was in the squad when he was over in France, and now like someone like Simon Zebo? Is it because like Zebo is probably not good enough anymore, or, or is it just like, what is it? My personal opinion was is when Sexton was playing for Ireland at out half and he went to France. The next best out half, if Sexton's a ten out of ten out half, the next best out half was probably Paddy Jackson. And he's probably like a seven out of ten. Yeah. And Sexton was so much better than all the other out halves. So like, we're actually like shooting ourselves in the foot not having him. Yeah. It, 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 like Sexton held more cards. Put it that way. Now Zebo's gone. I think there's like plenty of young wingers like an Adam Byrne or um, like even like Dave Carney who are also good enough to play on the wing that it's they're sort of almost using it as an example to be like here if you leave Ireland like you won't get you won't get the same nod um, personally I think it's a bit too old school yes it's great to keep all the talent in Ireland and yes I think a lot of the reason why we do well is that when the Irish squad meets up like the Leinster centres might be playing together and they know each other better and yeah. or the Munster halfbacks might be playing together that sort of thing and I really do think that helps Ireland be a better Solidarity nation, but I think it's a bit. I'm almost embarrassed that like we can't let someone go off and make a better living, and then you have to punish them by not letting them play in the squad. It does sound like very selfish. Yeah, it, it's. I'm just like. Do you think it's because like the pe- the the brass, the people that are in charge, want to go to these games and see the probably the only players they sort of know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the exact reason for it is, but if you look at it right, and someone offered you a million euro a year. Score tries in France or two hundred grand to score tries in Ireland. You're gonna take the million to score tries in France. Yeah. You know what I mean, your career window is only so long, and in rugby they don't they don't actually earn like football money, so they need to like do the best making a living as they can. Especially like one of the most like high impact sports you can do. Yeah, exactly, like any game could be your last game. You're only ever one injury away in rugby yeah. from being done. Yeah. And look, Simon Zebo is an immense talent, and I think it's almost unfortunate that he's not picking the squad. I think it's. A bit bad that it's like considered frowned upon. Yeah, because it's sort of weird, like the amount of like the amount of times he would have played for Ireland, the amount of tries he would have got, yeah. the amount of assists he would have got. Yeah, um, I can't believe like all like the good things he's done for Ireland is just like disregarded now. He's like he's almost like a bad guy now for no particular reason other than he's gonna play rugby somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, but like that, that is what is like what why do they do that? I don't know. It's just it's just what they've done, and it's obviously just all politically driven. And at the end of the day. I don't think we should shoot ourselves in the foot and make our team worse just to make a political stance in a sport. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, all I'm going to know is that I'm going to be cheering all in Ireland on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be hoping they yeah. win. I'm going to be singing Ireland's call. And, yeah, I think we're going to beat South Africa, to be honest. And you'll be wearing a South African jersey. Not fact. Not <laughs> fact. Uh, also, I expect... Bundy Aki from New Zealand to actually make his uh, debut for Ireland this yeah. weekend as well. Bundy Aki is uh, from Connacht and he's a massive centre and I'm actually really interested to see how he does. And it'll be interesting to see who they partner up with him. I don't know if he's going to start now but he's in the squad and he's been very highly touted to like do a big push in the centre. So he's a massive fella and what's called what what's your take on like people who are not from Ireland representing Ireland in like a sport like rugby? Does that bother you or like? If he wants to put on an Ireland jersey, why not let him? You know what I mean? If he yeah. considers himself Irish. Yeah, but like if if you look at it this way, look at like the the Irish football team, like I mean, at least half the players that most of the time start are not actually from Ireland themselves. Yeah. Um 
Look at England, for instance. I actually think the Irish football contingent at the moment is one of the most Irish teams you had in a while. Yeah, but I mean, okay. Well, well, I know what you mean. I know, yeah. I know the president or the president that you mean by it. yeah. Yeah, but even look at the English team. Like, I mean, do you really care if half the players aren't actually from Ireland, but you win the World Cup, or would you rather come last with every person from Galway? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. For me personally, me. for me personally, it doesn't bother me. If he wants to go and put on an Ireland jersey. Yeah. Let him like we like I don't understand why this sort of came up for Bundy Akai when like we have CJ Stander and we have Jared Payne and like they're not Irish either but like no one like kicked up a fuss over this so I don't know why he decided to kick up a fuss over him now and like people are like oh yeah but he's stopping an Irish person getting the team but that's like the fella on the scratcher who's been on the scratcher for the last ten years been like oh that Polish fella robbed my job it's like <laughs> when's the last time you went to a job interview it's like. Oh well, a war boy. I saw him at it, and they knew to give him him the job, so he didn't show up. It's like, here, look, if he's the best player and he wants to wear a green shirt for Ireland, I'm happy for him to wear a green shirt. I'm saying, yeah. Like, put it this way: if I saw him at the end of the match, I would not get in a photo with him, being like, no, 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 you're not on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take the photo? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But look, <laughs> oh, oh, look, we're going to be cheering Ireland on the weekend, regardless what nationality the players are from. Yeah. They're wearing the Irish jersey. They're from Ireland for me. Yeah. And then straight after that match, Ireland, the Irish football team are taking on Denmark away in Copenhagen. Uh, I know myself and Ross said beforehand that we were going to try and get to the game, but we applied for media passes from the FAI, and they said that the Energy show isn't worthy of media passes home or away. That is very sad to hear. And terrible. They're not like Bellator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if only Bellator ran the FAI. Yeah. But, uh, well, in fairness, uh, I think the FAI are just... They've probably got more asked for media pass for this game because it's going to be the biggest game in the Irish calendar year. So, at the end of the day, they weren't going to give us media passes and then the flights were actually so expensive yeah. before we realised. Yeah. It was going to cost us €800 Euros to get over and back in like two days. And look, we're not made of money. So, if you want to sponsor yeah. the show yeah. and want us to go, then let us know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you had actually... Imagine if someone sponsored us for, that, for going over to New York there. The amount yeah. of like publicity that... Yeah. Like, it was the yeah. maximum publicity we yeah. could have given anyone. Yeah, oh, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, obviously we're going to be supporting the Irish team in football as well. Um, it's actually just really unfortunate the way, like, we we got enough tickets last time to actually do a giveaway for, like, people who can't get tickets yeah. as easy as we could have. And then uh, this time around, it just doesn't seem to yeah. be a hope of getting tickets. I'm not going to never say never because I feel like we still can potentially get tickets for the home Denmark game, but they're like coming far and few between. And it's so it's so irritating when you go to every single Irish game and then out of the woodworks come like the bank executives being like, you know, what, I'll go to that game. It's like, and then, and then they're sitting there yeah. and the sounds going, when's Robbie Keane coming on? Yeah, it's like <laughs> forget Energizer with with Ross and, and Larry. It's yeah, like, it's like well. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in our seats. Yeah, yeah. But look, here we'll be cheering on the boys in green again. Um, it, what's your prediction for the game, Mark? Um, okay, so we're away. I think we're actually going to get a, keep it nice and solid out there and get a draw. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't actually didn't actually score and bring them back to the Viva and actually beat them. Like as long as we just don't go, if as long as we go over there and don't lose, then we'll definitely win at home. That's I think I think a one-all draw would be a very good result yeah, out there. Yeah. Cuz like an away goal would mean a lot. Oh no, hundred, yeah, a bit. I don't be sitting here one nil up in the 81st minute and then Denmark yeah. score an equalizer. Yeah, but the thing like, is what? Yeah, but the thing is we never do it either. like the the simple. Yeah. We're not I mean, I know we beat Estonia what 4-1 away yeah. or something, but like the, like this is like this is the World Cup. This yeah. is not the Euros, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really big game for us. And, and we definitely yeah. have the capability of getting the job done. Yeah. Jeff Hendrick might not be fit for the first game. He'd be a massive loss. John Walters yeah. isn't fit. And it's like, we just really need the lads to pick up, pick up their, pull up their socks and just put in the best forms they've ever put on in a green jersey. Yeah. Saturday's going to be mental in Dublin. Yeah. Mental. And then, what are your predictions for Tuesday then? I think I th- like I can I can see Ireland doing it for some reason. There, it's just it looks so solid at the back, even though like like as a as a unit, we just mm. don't look like we can concede a, a lot of goals. We so, only we only concede a goal every second game. Yeah, that I'm not surprised. For the like people like Duffy are just having uh, are in the form of their mm. lives, like. and then we're also missing our best player, Seamus Coleman, as well. Yeah, um, look, I'm really hopeful for us to be able to beat Denmark over two legs. Yeah. They're actually not that great, but if you think Christian Eriksen and their team like. Who are they really? You know what I mean? They're yeah. no much better than Ireland without Christian Eriksen. So yeah. at the end of the day, for me, I think we can actually qualify and I have a lot of belief in us. You should make a prediction now. Okay, when Ireland qualify for the World Cup, are we, like, will we be there? Like, will someone that be like, right, you lads have to go? Yeah, we're going to Moscow. To the final? Yeah, the Energoid Moscow team. What? Yeah, oh. we're going to get Energoid to Moscow, man. What are you talking about, man? Very me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the whole podcast was, was a brilliant and then you, what, is, what even is Energised Moscow that's team? what it is we're going to be Energised in Moscow oh Energised in Moscow yeah I thought you said Energised Moscow I was like what's that yeah Energised in the road to Moscow we're going to get followed with all the Russian people all the Russian fans <laughs> <laughs> here what is left on this list that you write out <laughs> You're, you're not a little cracker joke again on this show. as well. <laughs> uh, no, just here it says Ross crack a shit joke and then we can finish. Alright, guys. Right. Well, I think I did that, didn't I? <laughs> right, guys. Well, you've seen the card of New York. It actually took a lot of hours to do this podcast. Yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. so like, yeah. wow. Yeah. But uh, obviously, one of the loosest trips you've ever been on our lives. Yeah. Thanks a million for listening to everyone. Um, if you have any feedback or any questions about the trip, let us know. And Barry, as always, stay energized. <laughs>